It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Where? On the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. What were you doing there? Dribbling, but I was never relaxing all cool. I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Then what when happened? a couple of guys, they were up to no good. What'd they do? Start making trouble in the neighborhood. What happened? I got one little fine. My mom got scared. <laughs> he said, so. you're moving there. You're about to eat it. Nothing on No way. I whispered to the guy when he came near. His last place is seven and he turned in the mirror. Okay, well, we're going to have to cut okay, that, what kind of distance. You're losing it. You're losing words and it's getting into gibberish. That's how I rap, dude. I gi- gibberish rap. You don't know the words to... I'm not full. Th- I mean, I know I the I words. I think I do. If I were to hear it Let once. try it again. Okay, you try it. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh-huh. On the playground is where I spend most of my days. And then? Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and okay. all. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When okay. a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. What happened? I got in one little fight and then my mom got scared. What'd she, she said She's moving with her auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, I saw a dice in the mirror and I th- I saw fresh in the lights plate and dice in the mirror. Right? If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, nah, forget it. Yo, home to Bel Air. There's a whole part where he's on the airplane, too, that they cut they out. They cut out because it was just too long of an intro. Uh, but they kept it for season one. Yeah, for all of season one. It, it is always interesting. to like it. That's like that 70s show. They had a completely different rendition of their intro song for season one. Really? And they revamped it. What? Yeah. Why don't I know this? You got to listen back to it. I don't know. I just maybe never. Maybe I did know this. I loved that. That was the first show that me and my brother had like on DVD set and would watch constantly. Like because it's so funny, man. Oh, yeah. Like after I finished all of Friends, I was like, I need a new show to fall asleep to. (laughs) Like it doesn't really matter where I wake up because it's it's a sitcom. Mine was How I Met Your Mother. Nice. That was mine for. And that was still running. So like I would do that while it was still running. And then I'd be like, oh, and new episodes are coming. Wow. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Rest in peace. How I met your mother. They should have had a better ending. But that's just an opinion. <laughs> they should have. And no, it's the correct. It's a fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. You know what else is a fact? What? Will Smith mm-hmm. is Gemini Man. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I was trying to read your mind right there. No, I changed my I changed my mind. So you're probably right. But uh, let's just go ahead and say, guys, we watched the movie Gemini, Gemini Man, Man, and it was rated poorly, and that's not a surprise because I'm going to say something crazy here. Say I it. think Will Smith makes shitty movies. I think he makes one in ten good films. Uh huh. But think about think about it. Maybe not I will ten, think. but I think it's more like five to seven. Let's really think about it. What are his best movies? Um, like seriously, the- like like. Golden Globe Oscar worthy performances. Pursuit of Happiness. One. Independence Day? No, fuck out of here, bro. That's I, I'm not just trying to think of his most popular. Role. That's not what I films. asked. Okay, his Oscar worthy roles. Okay, so Independent. Not, I'm sorry. It's okay, so Independence Day. <laughs> and uh, not that? How about Independence Day? <laughs> okay, Independence Day 2. <laughs> no, dude, I, I really think Seven Pounds was like a really deep movie. You know, I'd never seen Seven Pounds. But nobody watched it because it sucked. Uh, Damn, the one about dude. The one about concussions and football, nobody gave a shit because we like football more. Uh, Ali? Ali. Cont- okay, Oscar good one. Worthy, good right? one. We'll put that one up there. Nice. Um... You know, I, I, then he makes like Men in Black franchise, and then he makes Wild West, a known worst, like biggest bomb in the history of movies. Which we eventually have to do on this podcast. Because there is so much about that movie that I would love to and talk about. And you know, about. we could get down with the Wild Wild West. That storyline was supposed to be for Nicolas Cage Superman. Are you serious? And then they're just like, you know what? We'll just change it for Wild Wild West. You know what blows my mind is that we're not doing nearly enough Nicolas Cage films and not nearly enough Will Smith films. Well, 
I think this is our first Will Smith bad movie that we are reviewing. For sure. Um, Hitch is a oh, cult classic. Yeah, it is a cult classic for but not, sure. But not critically acclaimed. I think the thing with Will Smith is that he's a great performer. I don't think he's a bad actor or entertainer by any means. I he's a superstar. I, no, I think he's an entertainer, period. Ah. Mm-hmm. Because look at what he's been able to do. He transitioned from rap. He won the first rap Grammy. That's crazy. That is, that is true. There's videos of Tupac lip singing to Will Smith raps. Hey, man. What a legacy you must live if that's right? happening. So he's been doing this. He's, he is legit a rapper, right? Yeah. Um, then he transitions to television and becomes like one of the funniest actors in television. Yeah. Transitions to movies and becomes a really good actor in movies and like works very hard at his craft. Mm-hmm. Clearly works very hard at his craft. But yeah, I'm, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. But his acting is very clearly Will Smith acting almost every single time unless it's always will smith in this character it's always unless he's doing something weird like being the guy from pursuit to happiness or being muhammad ali or being a real person where he has to i because he was also up for i believe he was also up for ray charles oh that's insane so before it went to jamie fox i believe he was also up for ray charles he was a contender for that so when he's pretending to be other people i think he does i think that's when we lose it's because will smith character because even this movie gemini man which clearly I have a lot to say about. Yes, clearly. Um, is like, Will, what if Will Smith was an assassin? And what if he was so good at being an assassin? Mm-hmm. But it's still Will Smith. They cloned him. It's legit like, what if Will Smith yeah. was an assassin? Mm-hmm. What if Will Smith was a cowboy? What if Will Smith was an alien policeman? Mm-hmm. What if Will Smith, you know what I mean? Like, it's always Will Smith in a predicament. Yeah, I think Will Smith has a wheel of different characters that are all, all still Will Smith, but... Every single character that he does play, he plays to the best of his ability. Sure. But at the end of the day, I think we still can't get out of our mind that this is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And there are a few uh, times where he's acted up a storm as Will Smith because... And what I think I, it's when he's pretending to be somebody else. And I, I think that is a, a solid thing to say. What I think, what I love about Will Smith and what I think a lot of people love about Will Smith is his journey. Is his journey from becoming, from just being this young, young teenage rapper into becoming the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, into that one scene with his father in The sure. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah. that shot his career into what it was now. Totally. And so now he he was like, okay, not only is this guy uh, a very funny comedic rapper, that actually, that obviously has talented, natural talent. Yeah, he's a talented person. Mm-hmm. But now he could play these, these dramatic roles. And he could play dramatic roles, he could play action roles. That once bad boys hit, he was just like that changed his career. Michael Bay, apparently in the making of Bad Boys, uh-huh. there was one scene where Will Smith is running with a button-up shirt that is unbuttoned, and you just see him in his tank top, and you see that he is definitely muscular. And it's that Michael Bay said, "You're gonna be a fucking star," even more so than he was right there, because that was changing his typecast. Because no <laughs> longer was he the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but he was an action star. Working with Michael Bay in Bad Boys. Michael and, Bay's a fucking incredibly interesting person. Oh, I agree, man. That guy's that guy's pretty bonkers, dude. Um, guys, let's now do the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we obviously have a lot to say about Will Smith, but let's, let's do get the, let's do let's the get grit, and then we'll do the bit bit, and then we'll do the chit chit. Yeah, that was offensive. That's my language, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh yeah! I like when I make you laugh when you when you don't expect it, like when you're thinking about something else. You're not funny. Hey. Gemini Man was rated PG-13, released in 2019. It has a runtime of one hour fifty-seven minutes. 
That is 117 minutes. Thank you. You're welcome, Melissa. (laughs) Uh, It is rated 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. A whopping 26% on Rotten Tomatoes and a huge, stammering, staggering Jebediah 38% on Metacritic. Jebediah. Yeah, that's my new phrase to say big. Okay, I'm down for it. Cool. Uh, Christian Balzalage, mm-hmm. would you like to guess <laughs> what percentage of Google users Dude, like I'm this I'm definitely leaning into that nickname. Hey, Christian Balzalage, my head will turn. You like it way more than Woogie Woogie Woogie? I fucking hate Woogie Woogie <laughs> Why Woogie. Why do you hate Woogie Woogie Woogie? It's, I sound like the Cookie Monster. No, that's Cookie Woogie Woogie. That's why I sound like the but Cookie you sound, Monster. you say Woogie Woogie Woogie. That's, I sound like a McDonald's franchise character. Okay, guys, I want you guys to vote, baddies. What sounds better? Woogie, 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 or cookie, cookie, cookie. What? I want neither of those, dude. No, neither of those will be my catchphrase. Neither of those will be my tagline. Well, guys, let's have a vote. You guys send us what you think Christian's tagline should be. Get with the get with the rest of it. Guess what percentage of Google users approved of this movie? People so. didn't like this movie, and I don't know why. 87%. That's higher than you've rated most things and like you preface it with. <laughs> People who like this movie and then you give a really high guess, it's incorrect either way. It's 82%. 82. God damn it, guys. What are you doing? This is an Ang Lee film. Dude, Ang Lee is always doing some kooky banana stuff. He's always like five years ahead of his uh, craft. Yeah. It's a gamble for sure. And I think it won me over for sure. I was really excited. When I first heard about this movie, I was really excited for yeah. it. I think anyone would be. I mean, it's concept no, is already No, apparently crazy. a lot of people weren't. Um, here we go. Synapses coming right at you. Right at you. Henry Brogan is an elite 51-year-old assassin who's all ready to call it quits after completing his 72nd job. His plans get turned upside down when he becomes the target of a mysterious operative who can seemingly predict his every move. To his horror, Brogan soon learns that the man who's trying to kill him is a younger, faster, cloned version of himself. Why are you holding the mic like a rapper, dude? <laughs> I think it makes the voice sound better. It makes the, the voice sound muffled, man. Kind of like I'm talking through a mask. Yeah, have you ever seen rappers hold a mic up to the face? This is irrelevant. I won't stay on it for too long. But when <laughs> rappers hold the mic up to their face and their knuckles covering one of their nostrils. You mean Jay-Z? I, yes. <laughs> Why? You you can't breathe. <laughs> anyway, let's get, let's get along with it. Let's jump straight into this, this movie. This movie is starring Will Smith. Yep. Clive Owen. Yep. A woman by the name of Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Oh, I love her so much. Benedict Wong. And then uh, Douglas Hodge. He had a, a little bit of an important role, but not so much as you'd remember it. Who was he? Uh, he was like the, the buddy, the henchman. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. This movie had a budget of $138 million. Easily high budget. Yeah, $138 million. The technology alone was $100 million. Yeah. Um, the, they used the same exact technology that the Irishman had used to de-interesting uh, Robert Will's, De Niro. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was much easier with Will Smith because they only had to shed about 20 years, 20, 30 years. Sure. As opposed to Robert De Niro, they had to take him 50 from like- years, literally. 50 years. Yeah. And apparently with the- uh, But uh, is it easier though? Because Will Smith was like running around and shooting guns and shit. That's way more than like- De Niro was like standing still. It was easier like for the face. 
for the face. He, I think they had to get a body double for uh, younger Will Smith, and they did all the CGI, CGI just to his face. If they did, they got a shit body double, because that was one thing I didn't like. Young Will Smith's body was way bigger than his head. Was it? Yeah, like I feel like... He like a peanut head? It was. It, there was a couple scenes where his head looked like it, his body. He was very broad. The body was very broad. Uh-huh. And Will, if Will Smith was... He was like the same amount of broadness at 51 years old. And if he was 20 years old, the the younger clone, I would think he wasn't as broad. But you know I, what I'm saying? If the younger clone was a top assassin, getting all this physical training at the peak of his physical But still the the but then the, then then they should have made the choice to have the clone be a little bit smaller in uh-huh. that sense because like because it looked like he looked like a peanut head and he had like a big Big round body, big brooding shoulders. I'd have to see it again because I watching it. Usually, those small little things bother me. In the cave with the skulls. Yes, yes. That's where I noticed it. Really, was like there was a couple scenes where he's like, when he's like, really, you're really looking at his face because I was afraid that you weren't going to get a good look at his face, kind of like Benjamin Button. You almost never get a good shot, clean shot of his fucking face. Yeah. This movie, you get some like serious long looks at his face. Like they wanted to be like, look. At what we did. Oh, they, they knew what they were flexing. And that's why I wish the body looked... I just don't... Look at how skinny his face was. Look they at how say, small he was. And look at... And do you remember how small he was when he when he was that age? When he was that... His head looked big. <laughs> because Will he Smith was, looked like Because he, he had big. a small, skinny body. Yeah, he was lanky. It didn't It didn't make sense for the clone to be that big. I'm, I'm going to have to look I'm, at I'm it again. I'm digging way too I think I was, I think you're thinking way too deeply upon it. I was, I was just distracted about... How good the face did look, though. I was trying to. I mean, there were parts that I was like, "This is kind of CGI." But if you were to, if you were to turn that picky part of your brain off and just look at it, yeah. I was if like, you're just to enjoy it as an action film, yeah, you definitely have you you definitely have to turn your brain mm-hmm. off. A lot of this movie was filmed on a green screen, more than yes. just Will Smith. Yes. Scenes where Clive Owen and the other lady from the CIA or whatever are just sitting on the bench. Yeah. I think that was filmed in Scenes front of, a green of screen. Uh, the leading actress, uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Wein- mm-hmm. Weinstead. I don't believe Will any Smith. room was real. No. When I they're on the beach, that, that was totally a green screen fake, for dude. sure. So, another thing that kind of, I could see why people don't like this movie. A lot of critics did not like this movie because of the that excessive use. Mm-hmm. of technology um but this movie ha- was a long time coming this was initially created in like the uh, 97 i want to say 97 uh-huh. 98 it had everybody was attached to it Nick- nicholas cage was attached yeah to i remember it. you talking about Sean that connery was attached to it crazy oh crazy. Uh, who else was attached to it uh mel gibson was attached to it at one wow. point wow um so it, they wanted to do it a lot of i think it would be interesting this would have been an interesting thing to see Sean Connery do it because it would have essentially been him being chased by 007. Wow, that would have that been, would have been dope. That would have been dope to see. Which, I would love to see that. Which brings me to a point that I want to bring up. You know, I'm a big Bond fan, and this is kind of a, a side tangent, but whatever. It's somewhat relevant. I, I get it. Let's do it. In Skyfall. Okay. Did you see that one? No. <sighs> I'm sorry. Mind. No, talk about it. Talk about it, dude. It's okay if I haven't seen it. No, because we'll have to watch it, and this kind of spoils. The end of it. Whatever. I'm going to say something that's going to piss you off right now. You've never seen any James Bond? I've never seen any of the new James Bond films. That's not that bad. Daniel Craig is the best Bond, but that's not that bad. A lot of the old ones are the best Okay, you ones. know what's going to piss you off probably even more? Mm. The only James Bond films I've ever seen through and through? Pierce Brosnan James Bond films. I knew that would be the one that pissed you off. It's it's not the best. He gives up his British accent like in all of those movies. Like and if just you were to ask straight me. Straight up talks Irish. If you were to ask me, Christian... Who is James Bond to you? The first image that would subconsciously come to mind uh-huh. would be that of Pierce Brosnan. And None I, of the other Bond. I will say, 
I agree. Pierce Brosnan is the best looking yes. James Bond. And he's on the cover of uh, Golden Eye mm-hmm. for he, he is N64. the best, and I, I do too. When I think of James Bond, I do imagine Pierce Brosnan. He is the best looking, but that's why it's so unfortunate yeah. that he's such a god-awful Bond. Yeah. Um, but I, you, no, you know I, who looks least like Bond? Who? Roger Moore. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's probably one of the last Bonds that come to mind if you were to ask me. Who looks like James Bond the most to you? Really, I think it would be George Lazenby. Uh, definitely. Can you name the movie George Lazenby played James Bond in? It was only one. Nah, dude. It just celebrated its 50th anniversary like two, three days ago. What was the movie? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh. It's a Christmas movie. It's also weirdly racist. He goes to this um, he goes to this like allergy clinic uh-huh. and like the black girl's allergic to bananas and the Asian girl's allergic to rice. <laughs> it's what? Insane That's fucking thing racist, ever. dude. Gemini Man though wasn't racist. Not at all. Um, Not at all. It was all. actually really cool because it was almost like a John Wick-esque world that was built already. Yeah. Uh, it opens with um Will Smith making his last kill. Yes. And he does it. It looks good to all of us. It looks like a solid, clean kill, but he's not proud of it because it's clearly showing that his skills have degraded. So he's an assassin that works for the Defense Intelligence Agency, and he is ordered to snipe a terrorist that is riding a bullet train. And that takes a lot of skill because a bullet train is going at such a high speed that you have to time uh, and measure that shot like crazy. Yeah, the wind friction and all of that. And he still got the guy, but in the neck. When he was aiming for the head. Yeah, and he pulled off on the trigger because there was a kid. Yes. He, he could have gone the shot very easily, but his uh, spotter had said, oh, there's a kid talking to that guy that you have to kill. And uh, so he pulls off on the trigger, and then he, when he does make the kill, it's still a clean kill, um, but he's not proud of it. So he wants to retire. Yeah. So he retires. Uh, and this is his 72nd kill as an assassin. It's a lot of kills. He's the top of the top when it comes to the, the assassin industry. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I don't know if we've ever seen Will Smith do that kind of thing. No, not at um, all. The closest thing we've seen him to being an assassin was... What was uh, the one where he's running around in Washington, D.C.? Uh, no clue. Was that Independence Day? <laughs> no, that had nothing to do. No. Anyways. Um, His role in Suicide Squad, he's technically an assassin as Deadshot. He did learn how to shoot for that movie. He went to the same place that taught ah. John Wick. So That's that should have been pretty easy for, for him to... Learn how to be. It was pretty, yeah. Actually, it was fairly believable. It was actually kind of shockingly believable how good he was with behind the behind the rifle. Yeah, because sometimes I, I see actors behind a gun and it doesn't look. You've good. never held that before. Yeah, especially because like I am so into guns, and I do want to say this. This was a note that I thought. What he has some really nice guns. Oh, some of the I don't. You know, I don't know guns like that, uh-huh. but there are some rifles that he's holding where he has to use the yeah, scope the by canted, tilting the it. canted sights. Crazy, and that yeah. makes it look so cool. Yeah, dude, that that's a very John Wick thing. I think John Wick really redid how we do, just like how the Bourne series redid how we see action films. Uh-huh. John Wick redid how we see John action Wick films John Wick is a new generation of action how, films. Mm-hmm, look at how Gemini Man is. I bet you Bad Boys 3 is going to be a lot like that. I can um, imagine that. New Matrix is going to be a lot. John Wick really changed a lot of how we see things. And so this is an opportunity to see, to see somebody like Will Smith do something that we haven't really seen him. Because you don't really see that aspect in Suicide Squad because it's a ensemble superhero film. It's so saturated with villains. That- I, would, I would expect him to have had no training and make those shots and then the movie makes it look like he's an incredible... Yeah. You know, he's dead shot. He has to be... It, he his has shots to be are, good already. Yeah, his shots are unbelievable anyways. Mm-hmm. We, Suicide we know Squad that. is definitely got to be on our list. Oh, we're going to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say is that Will Smith, props to him because he did have to change his acting a lot 
to portray younger Will Smith with he he was talking about it in an inter- interview that I was watching and you know being a 51 year old man mm-hmm. um Will is he, he kind of has gone through life he's had a lot of experiences sure. his voice is deeper even the way he just looks at things like literally looks at things his eyes are different and so when he was portraying the younger version of himself he had to have uh, a sense of innocence in his eyes a sense of uh, of ignorance in mm-hmm. his eyes mm-hmm. in his demeanor he had to change the inflections in his voice definitely because I, I mean even with myself i didn't speak like this when i was younger you had an accent. I, I, I knew <laughs> i knew you were gonna bring up the fucking accent hey if you set up the t-ball i'm gonna take the home run but even then i wouldn't be speaking this deeply but let's 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 rewind at, like, i did want to say real quick though about his voice what the clone mentions that he's from atlanta georgia mm-hmm. and will smith mentions that his character is from philadelphia yeah i Kind of heard in some of the things that young clone said, sounded like it was he was from Georgia. Like there are some differences in the way that they speak. Oh yeah, yeah. and 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 that is such a crazy because we see people, we see actors play two roles in a movie very often, mm-hmm. but playing two roles that are the same but different is an is a very difficult thing to do. And I think Will Smith. I think a he lot of it. kudos goes to him for that. And it wasn't overdone. It wasn't hack at all. Even even Mary Elizabeth Winstead it, in it, one of the scenes says... It gets a little hack. Do you think so? It gets a little hack. Say your point and then... And then. Uh, because in one of the scenes she says, um, oh, like, where are you from? You you have a southern mannerisms. Yeah. You're, you know. I'm supposed to... Uh, I was raised to respect my yeah. elders. I didn't think it was over the top, though. I think it was it was subtle enough for me to be like, okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, what What was subtle? His mannerisms, his, his inflections, that yes, southern twang. I, I liked it. I think those were very good. But mm-hmm. what was the point that... Oh, I, just like the fact that Will Smith had to do a little bit more acting to kind of pull that off. To yeah. be Will Smith as the assassin and Will Smith as uh, Junior, the young Will Smith. What was the point that I was disagreeing with you with? That's not it. Uh, you were saying that it was hack. Oh, Over yeah. Okay, here's the part that's hack. Yeah, I want to hear Here's that. the part that's hack. When, there's a couple of scenes where Will Smith is looking at young Will Smith and he's like, look at me. Like, yep. look, just look at my face. And it's just like, uh, we get it. We get it. You guys are the same person. We get it. Like, there was a couple of parts like that where it is a little, they are really shoving in the face like, hey, look, look at what we're, but they're, they're flexing new technology. I don't think mm. they thought, I don't think they knew Irishman was going to come out at the same time and no. overshadow it like this because Irishman blew this shit out of the water. Yeah. If Irishman didn't come out, this movie would be up for all of the awards. You think so? Yeah. So for its special effects? Totally. Really? Yeah, dude. Because the storyline isn't that incredible, but what spy thriller really is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They're all it's always like it's always a list of spies names that are getting out yeah. or it's a revenge story or it's a son finding a father. Or it's a man finding his wife. That's There's the thing only that's, so many action storylines. It's so difficult to to make content nowadays since that we are in, a, in an era where technology has existed for quite a while. Oh, yeah. The spy game is over. The spy game. That, many ga- Like, it's hard to craft a plot that is so original because chances are sure. with all of the product, with all of the content that has been put out there, it's it's probably been done before. What was you had like a rule? It was like rule twenty three. Rule forty three. Uh, rule forty three. Uh, if you think of it, it's on the internet. It's on the internet. Yeah, yeah usually in porno. <laughs> in porno. <laughs> that's actually like I think that's how the rule is. It's like usually if you can think it, it's on the internet, and yep. it's usually a porn. Pterodactyl porn. Pterodactyl porn. Definitely seen it on the internet. Not proud. Not my proudest moment, dude. We've seen that together. 
Uh, let's get back to Gemini my Man. Funny, one of my funniest moments. Um, <laughs> Gemini Man, the, the, <laughs> the initial scene. <laughs> no, let's let's flash back for a bit. It was we were chilling in your kitchen counter with no, two no, other no, friends. No, 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 no. You guys no, want to no. see something? <laughs> what do you want to show us, Alex? Is it porn? Not just any porn. <laughs> Check this. <laughs> it was an interesting scene. Look nope. it up, baddies. If you don't believe us, pterodactyl spared with a spelled with a p. Yeah. Um, Gemini man, though, there is a scene where uh, when he first gets in contact with young Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, and they have that like initial fight. That was very heart racing. That it was, that was a really good chase really, and a really good fight. Really good. I almost wish they didn't tell us the the twist of this movie in mm-hmm. the trailers and shit like that. I wish the trailers would have framed this movie as Will Smith is an assassin who's trying to retire. Mm-hmm. I wish they could have sold it as that. And then we go into this movie thinking that oh, it's Will Smith trying to do. And then and then here's how they, this is what would happen. Okay. This is how Ang Lee should have sold this movie. It would have been a lot better. And this is why Hollywood should hire me. This movie should have been sold as Will Smith is retiring, almost like a John Wick. They should have sold it like it's going to be a John Wick where Will Smith is doing all this cool shit, retiring from the assassin game, and they send one last big assassin after him. And then the trailer is us thinking that he's doing the John Wick thing. Everybody on the internet would be like, this is going to suck. Will Smith is doing John Wick. How could he try and do the John Wick thing? He's never going to be as good as Keanu Reeves. And then the movie comes out and we all fucking shit our pants because the movie's not about him being a fucking assassin. It's about him being attacked by younger Will Smith. Imagine sitting mm-hmm. in the movie theater and then they make that reveal. The assassin pulls down his sunglasses and you're like, holy what fuck. Fuck is that Will Smith? Dude, um, that would have been I'm getting crazy. I'm getting chills now thinking about it if they would have sold it like that. Dude, I you'd would be, have loved you'd be sitting to see in the that. movie theater being people would be Screaming. Clapping. People would be clapping, standing People up. People would be like, you gotta go see Gemini You gotta fucking Man. see this. Oh my God, Don't you even fucking trip Man. about the plot or any of that stuff. No, it would be completely overshadowed because yeah. you'd be like, because everybody would go in there thinking it's John Wick. See, I think that would have been a gamble because they obviously they're it's, thinking of a, a, strate- a strategy oh with man, this, right? Think, because yeah. they're like, what's the selling point of this? Will Smith versus younger Will Smith. I we think, have to show it. I think Will Smith action would have sold, period. Yeah. yeah I think Will would've. Smith action would have sold, period, dude. And they could have showed scenes of him with BD, uh, Benedict Wong. They could have showed him scenes with him and the chick. They could have showed scenes with him, even with Clive Owen. Clive Owen and Will Smith is a great dude. Clive yeah. Owen was supposed to be a James Bond. Before they oh, gave it to Daniel Craig, I could see it that. was supposed to be Clive Owen. I could see that, And in fact, man. he took King Arthur with Jerry Brockheimer, the producer of this mm-hmm. movie, instead of uh, James I Bond. I like that movie, dude. That movie is... <laughs> So much day for night shots, dude. It's pretty fucking they, crazy. At one dude. point, they give up doing the day for night, and you can just see in the top right corner the sunlight. Just like let's just release this film, oh, dude. The reason as to why I like that film, sidebar, is that because I bought the GameCube game first, hmm. and the GameCube game was incredible. You could be each each in one of the nights. I I liked it because in middle school I did a play where we were like the knights of the rad table, Ooh, and I was cool. one of the knights. Oh, and so like it was cool to see like the. Cool, badass version of them, dude. I'd like to like revamp a, a, a comedic Knights of the Round Table type it's, of thing it's, with you. It's a children's play. It's called Knights of the Round Table. You should look Knights it up. It's the, pretty fucking hilarious. I would hilarious. love to see that. Um, but back to the movie. Yeah. With no, uh, so so it's. I think that's the same blunder, and not to. And then this is my last point about this. Oh, that's okay. I think the Gemini Man made that same blunder about not selling it that way. Uh huh. That Thor Ragnarok made of telling us that the Hulk was in the battle. Oh. You remember, could you imagine when you see Thor Ragnarok, if you didn't know that the Hulk was going to be in this movie, if yeah. you just thought it was going to be Jeff Goldblum and Thor and, Va- and Valkyrie, that would have that been a cool movie too. People are going to see Marvel movies anyways. People would have gone to see that movie because it was Thor versus, what's her name, who was playing Hela. 
Um. Oh shit. Charlize Theron. Uh, no, it no, wasn't Charlize Theron was... at all. But she was hot. Um, similar, similar. Anyways, I know you're talking about that. Would have sold too. And then again, imagine sitting in the movie theater, and then all of a sudden, boom, the Hulk comes out, and he's not fully himself. It's like it's Mark. It's like I'm telling you, those are two of the incredible. biggest mistakes I think in 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 Hollywood. In yeah, in they Hollywood reveal right too much in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like Irishman didn't. Retru- I mean, but it's Jimmy Hoffa story. You can't really give too much. Uh, what yeah. movie? Um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, what about it? Didn't give away shit in the trailer. No, you didn't. Mm, did they show Bruce Lee in the trailer? Because that would have like, been one of some the, of the later points. ones. But that doesn't have anything to do with the. I know Bruce. it's one scene. There's nothing to do with the storyline. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. They did reveal nothing. Reveal in comparison nothing. to these action films. Yeah, they didn't reveal anything. Quentin did it right. Quentin did it he right. He was going to do a James Bond. He wanted to do a period piece James Bond. What I would love to have seen because I know he's not gonna make. He's only got Fuck. what two more movies left, dude. Yeah, and then I he's just gonna sit on his money. One man. of those would have been a James Bond. Quentin dude. Tarantino is my favorite director. I'm so saddened by the fact that he's just gonna stop. He's yeah. just gonna stop. Like I'm fine if he if he were to put it down for a little bit and like I'd have to wait a decade at least. There'd be another movie to wait for. But he, now he's just he's definitely put it down and come back a decade later, dude. He does that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we'll see about that, Quentin. Um, Ang Lee, though. Angley, yeah, makes he does this kind of like I want to try the new technology. I want to try out the next step, and I think this was a a good move. Like I said, I think if Irishman hadn't come out, which essentially is is using the same technology, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, They're using the, the exact same, same exact technology. technology. I th- I'm telling you, dude, they could have they should have sold this movie differently. They should have. It, it's a shame that it got overshadowed by a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. But look at how Netflix did their marketing scheme. Look at how Netflix did their shit, dude. It's there's a difference, man. Netflix doesn't even have as many trailers as a movie that comes out in theaters. It it's very short. Like if you were to just highlight the movie selection in Netflix, mm-hmm. it shows you about thirty seconds. It's yeah. a teaser more so than it is a trailer. And I'm like. This is you enough to, like to go get me into it to go. It's harder to see a trailer on Netflix than it is to just watch the movie. It is because you have to press. Uh, you have to like go into the thing, and go it, to the page, and then info. go to trailers. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like fuck. I, I'll one? just watch the movie. Trailer one, trailer two, clip two or clip three. And what you're just do you like, mean? Uh, I guess the three minute. That's one. right. You go into or like even with fucking <laughs> Netflix shows, you have to go into. You have to press the the series. You go to seasons. You seasons. go to episodes. You go all the way down, and then there's the trailers and teasers. And then it's just like recap. You're like, no, no, don't want to watch that no, one. No, 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 no. This is going to fuck everything up. Uh, but anyway, I was watching this uh, interview with uh, Ang Lee and Will Smith. They were like talking to a bunch of uh, reporters and whatnot, trying to um, sell a Gemini Man. And it was cool because the camera was focused on Will Smith for the longest time. And Will Smith was just doing his Will Smith thing and entertaining mm-hmm. the audience. But then it pans over to Ang Lee so that he can say his piece. And uh, he's talking. And then he shifts his eyes to the left. And he has pink eye in one of the eyes. Either that or he Will was Smith poked does? in the eye. Ang Lee does. Oh. And I'm like, did someone fart in his face before this interview? Because <laughs> they were talking deeply about this Gross. film. And I was like, this is hard to take seriously. Because I'm distracted by like, what you know, happened? The, you know the marketing on this movie was insane you know they're all over the world trying to sell this movie easily easily man Man, i wish they would have sold it differently dude i know but nonetheless objectively speaking wasn't it cool to see a young swell will smith yeah it was and it, and i think they did it well i think it was an interesting story i think this the the spy assassin storyline is just good enough mm-hmm. it's not you know what I mean? A good spy story mm-hmm. is Tinker Taylor Soldier, which is a garbage movie because it's very slow and all about but like espionage. it's a espionage. good story. Uh, and a really good action spy movie is like fucking, 
Austin Powers. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's that's you know what I mean. That I know one, what you mean though. Because like Austin Powers does all of the good tropes of like James Bond. That's what makes it so funny. Well, that's what's good about spoofs. They just like they tackle all of those tropes that are necessary for a spy film. To you be already a spy know film. the things that yeah yeah. And when like, it's done right, it's done very well. It's done right if you know exactly what you're doing. Boom. Um, with this, uh, you gotta say though. Will Smith Ooh. was acting up a storm as young Will Smith yeah. when he was crying. Cr- oh, I was just oh, going to say, when he's crying with Clive man. Owen, oh, man. Yeah. You know what I think was I would like to see? What? Is that scene without the, um, you know, without the effects, Will Smith in the weird, like, pajama suit with the mask on. I bet you and could find it. him hugging Clive Owen. Oh. Not, not that particular one. You know you can see him, like, crying. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Have you seen the side-by-side comparison? No. That's on the internet, too. There's a side-by-side comparison of, like, young Will Smith right next to old Will Smith wearing, like, the, the silly jumpsuit with the mask on his yeah, face. Yeah, And he is, like, crying. He, mm-hmm. he legit... The, he, it, <clears throat> What's good about this film is that usually before this technology was out and they would have to CGI them in a different way, the counter actor to whoever is CGI would have to, like, talk to, like, a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the real interaction and reaction is lost because you're talking to an inanimate object and mm-hmm. someone off to the side is yelling uh, the person's lines, the CGI person's lines. But in this movie, you are still talking to Will Smith with all the dots and mocap on his face. And it's still made for it. I, Man, uh, that scene, though, where Will Smith, young junior, is mm-hmm. talking to Clive Owen and confronting him like, hey, you told me I... Uh, I was like adopted and he's this is when he finds out he's a clone after he meets Will Smith already and he's really questioning his existence and he starts to cry because he looked at Clive Owen as his real father. Yeah, he believed everything he heard. Everything he said because Clive Owen was treating him with love. I could, you know, he was fooling him with love. Let me let me get a little deep with the little psychological with you. Let's do it. Are you familiar with the philosophy of the cave? No. It's similar to the, they, the matrix they say is an allegory to the cave. Um, a lot of this is, I think is a, a, a junior story is I think an allegory of the cave. So the cave is, I believe it was Socrates or Plato who came up with it. And it says, imagine you are in a cave and you're a, a prisoner in this cave and you are forced to look at the back wall of the cave. And all you ever see is this projected uh, video in Socrates' time, he said it was shadows. It was like a shadow puppet show. Um, but let's say it's a projector and it's showing you a video. That's all you ever see. All you ever know and think about in here, all anybody you know, everyone else who's locked up with you in this cave is only looking at this projection. That's all anybody knows. Mm-hmm. Then one day, somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, look, this is just a video. You can actually get up and walk past it and go outside of the cave. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly... You're now outside of the cave looking at the whole real world, looking at the whole expansiveness of the of the entirety of this universe mm-hmm. and the stars and the hills and the sky and the ocean and the horizon. So you turn around and you go back into the cave to go tell everybody about this crazy belief that you just see, this crazy thing that you just experienced, and nobody believes you. Nobody believes you and so much of the point that they think you're fucking crazy because all they know is this video that they've seen all their parents have ever known is this video that they've seen anybody that anybody's ever known is this video on the screen and here you come screaming about a whole new world that's just on the other side that not only is what you've been looking at and knowing completely fake but there's a whole bigger and better world just around the corner that you can go see so what do they do they kill you fuck because they can't handle the truth Mm mm-hmm and he said this is an allegory to what? 
this is I think the Matrix is an allegory to it. Gotcha. I think Young Junior's story is an allegory to it because yes. imagine him. All he knows is this story of him being adopted. That and is his suddenly, world. Somebody breaks him out of it. Old Will Smith is like, "Hey, come here. Let me show you this. This is the truth." And he doesn't Fuck. know what to believe. What bro. do you believe? He goes back and Clive Owen's like, "No, no, no, no. It's fine. Hey." I did this. Yeah, you're right. Yes. To make you better and stronger. You're my son, though. I do love you. Like, think about how crazy of the next level is for him to come back. How fucked up his mind must so be. So they add the next level to the cave. Now you come back and say, hey, this is this crazy thing that I just experienced. Can you believe this stuff? And they go, yeah. We Man. know. Man. We've always known. Fuck, dude. And we did it for you. We showed you this to protect you, to make you stronger and better. And he's just fucking to be lied to. Him shit, yeah. To be lied to, and it, it, you, and trying to have that battle internally of like, should I understand where you're coming from because you mm -hmm. were protecting me, or should I be pissed? Do I believe everything I've known my entire life, or do I change everything I've known? For this new information. Now, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be an individual who has been lied to their entire life just for protection? Or would you rather just like be hit with the truth, even if it is that painful? Would you rather live ignorantly but blissfully or truthfully and painfully? Are you really asking me this question? I know. This is more so, I guess, a question this, for everyone else. This is for the baddies else. to hear. Yeah, for the baddies course. to hear. Because I, I know you well <laughs> yeah, enough that you're just like fucking so go ahead and answer hit me with the truth. Don't, yeah. Yeah, don't sugarcoat anything. No, that's dude, how it is I with you. I, I'm very blunt and very straightforward yes. about things. Uh, that's how I believe. I think people should look at both sides of arguments and, and understand things. My whole basis, I had a good mm -hmm. friend laid out for me in very plain terms. Yes. When I talk and argue with people, I'm not even necessarily arguing what I believe or what I think is right. I'm arguing the point of what I think you haven't thought enough about of. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So it doesn't matter what we're arguing. A lot of times I argue for the side that I'm not even on, but I'm just trying to get you to think of something that you haven't thought of. Because I like I that. want you to understand that there's other, th the there's entire other ways. There's other things, there's other because ways. Because an argument shouldn't be about, about left or right, black and white, just mm -hmm. this or that, yes or no. Everything it, is so much more difficult than that. It's so much more complex. Yep. Everything is more complex than just what it seems to be. There is literally only one thing that is black and white in this universe. You know what it is? What? Mathematics. Yes, that is where there is a finite answer. That is the only thing, and not like not necessarily even like physics, because then it starts to change and shit like that. But like literally, mathematics is the only thing. Arithmetic is yes. the only thing that's black and white. Yes. Everything else has levels to it. Every rule. I told you this the other day. I, I've mm -hmm. come to this point in my life. Where I realize I live a better life with rules. But yes. one of the rules that I'm setting for myself is that I can break my rules because you can't live by such a rigid structure. You have to like have some sort of like mm -hmm. breakaway from it. And I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, un I understand that it is hard to live a rigid life. It helps to be organized and have an organized life and to have kind of, but you can't always goals. stay in that. Yeah. No. Then because, and so it's, yeah, it's not just that you can't, it's not just this or the other. Do you ever just brush your teeth and you just get into hypothetical heated arguments? Because I do that oh, all the time. You know I do. You know I'm an overthinker too. Yeah, yeah. you're just oh, like, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking say this to motherfucking bitch. You don't fucking talk to me like that. It's not. It doesn't even have to do with when I'm brushing, dude. It just uh -huh. happens whenever. Is that why your toothbrush is so fucked up, dude? No, I just I've just been a hard brusher for the longest time. That's not good for your teeth. My my toothbrush looks like Hey Arnold's hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of great, split to the side. That's a great. Analogy. I have a bad habit of just 
destroying my toothbrush. Was it your toothbrush? One time we were in your bathroom for some reason, like I was doing my hair or something. I was like, what's wrong with your toothbrush? Most likely because I'll have multiple toothbrushes in like my toothbrush holder and they'll all be fucked up. And I should just throw all of them away and just get uh, a new toothbrush. Get a quip. Um, Do you have a favorite person on set award? uh, It's going to go to two. Will Smith for sure, but that's a given and that's way too easy. I'm going to give it to the action choreographer. Because oh. we've barely even talked about the action in this film. It's really good. His fight scenes are really good. The the It's not John Wick style gun jujitsu, but it is very realistic mm-hmm. fighting. Except like when it's uh, when it comes down to the end of the first fight with Will Smith and young Will Smith, where young Will Smith Jr. is really trying to kill older Will Smith with his motorcycle. And kind of like slides yeah, that, the motorcycle. That is, but that's just cool. That's that just, shit that's was just angly, dope. That's just angly being like, and then he throws a motorcycle at you. What? I'd never seen action like that. Using a motorcycle as a, a tool in that sense. Fuck. Guys, you got to watch that scene. If anything, watch that scene. I have found a full list of actors that were initially tied to be in this movie. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear them. Harrison Ford. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Al Pacino. Michael Douglas, Chris O'Donnell, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Kevin Cosner, Pierce Brosnan, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, John Voight, Denzel Washington, Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, Gerard Butler, Nick Nolte, (laughs) Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Sean Connery were all at what time, one time attached to lead the role. This is insane. There are so many names in there. I'm just like, what? Dude, honestly, the majority of those names could have done. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, again, would have I been. I can see that. That would have been really good because it would have been essentially James Bond again. Yeah. And maybe you would have done a better job of it because... Well. One name that stuck out was Chris O'Donnell, who's Robin from the George Clooney Batman and Robin. He was also in Robin. the movie The Bachelor. Oh, my I, God. Uh, I watched them film that movie. I saw them filming that movie. Oh, Me you just happened to be in the area? We're in San Francisco one day coming out of a parking structure. And they were just like, they're filming the scene where he's on top of the trolley. Uh-huh. He was filmed somewhere else. And they just like cut it into where you believe Crazy. It. And I remember my whole family saw it. And one of the dudes was, one of the women in the dresses was a dude. Uh-huh. And my dad called it out right away. like, that's a man. And like, Fuck. we all knew. And then so we saw the movie and we're like, there, we, we saw this being filmed. We're somewhere there. We're somewhere there. Oh, man. So. That was when we first moved to the Bay. Hey, man. Uh, are any of those individuals... <laughs> they can't be the best person on set. No, but... Man, none of them you were know on what? set. You know what, though? What? I think... Uh, I think a Pierce Brosnan... Even like a Tommy Lee Jones would have been really... Although the action would have been garbage if it was Tommy Lee. Yeah. I mean, he's not much of a... Clint Eastwood would have been really interesting. That would have been interesting. But they would have to... Sh- if they were to do that now, they would have to shed a they would, lot of years. Yeah. And they would have to have like a, a literal body double for both of them. Because that guy is a skeleton at this or 80. point. He's a, no, he's like late 80s or early 90s. I'll tell you right now. He was born in 1930. God damn, dude. I can, he's 89 years old. I could feel the dust from here. Uh, my best person on set award is the effects director. Nice, Visual effects nice. was provided by Weta Digital and supervised by a gentleman Weta. named Bill Westenhofer. And honestly, guys, like I said, I've said this multiple times. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're not listening. But if you're just tuning in now, this movie was overshadowed by Irish, the Irishman. 
I think if that movie hadn't come out, this movie would have done so much better. Watch both to of them. To nail that home, if they would have sold the movie differently, it would have made more money. And I think Hollywood should hire me to make trailers. Hollywood, listen up. Hire Alejandro. Hire me to make your trailer. Also, a piece of advice. If you want to watch The Irishman solely for the special effects that they use on Robert De Niro, fuck that because it's a three and a half hour film. Watch, watch Gemini like, Man. No, yeah, also, yeah, watch sure. Gemini Man. But watch Irishman if you want to see how Good like acting. a real um, like mafia book is, dude. That movie is exactly how slow and how paced out. Like, the book, that, like the book that Goodfellas is based on, uh, called... You've said it a few times on this podcast. Super slow. Super like, it's just like that, dude. It's just mm-hmm. him being like, and then. Crazy attention to detail. We sat in our car for 18 hours and just watched the house. And then Stick we realized it. nobody was home. So we were like, fuck it. We'll burn it down. And it's just like, that's how the book is. It's constantly him just being like, and then. Waiting around. Because that's the life of a mobster, of gas, dude. And so I had to go buy cigarettes. And then I met so-and-so and then so-and-so never comes back and you're just like why are you telling me this henry hill why, why? are you wasting my time that it's was all the cocaine one whole that fried his brain it's it's a crazy it sounds like a crazy book the film's fantastic it is watch goodfellas watch the irishman but more importantly watch gemini, gemini man. man for sure real quick what is your horoscope my i'm a cancer you ever dated gemini uh, no. Nope, they're horrible. Ooh, just oh, kidding. Damn, I'm dude. A lot of Gemini's. That's why I'm making that joke. Also, I don't fucking believe in horoscopes. Yeah, it's all boo-boo caca. It's whatever. It, it is boo-boo caca badussy. <laughs> boo-boo caca badussy. But here's the thing that I got to ask about what? it. If astrology is real, it's got to make sense because the universe is so, so big, dude. Some of this stuff has to be in some sort of order, right? I think that's the whole idea of astrology. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be some sort of order and like and strength to it. So maybe not opening the newspaper to page nine is going to tell you what your fortune is going to be. But maybe there is something that has to do with like the day that you were born, some things that line up it's and possible. like how you can like lead yourself into certain things. I'm just, I just get... Do you think personality tests are more believable than astrology? I would say that. Mm, and why? It depends on like the personality test what's that one with like exact? the four letters you know what, what i'm talking the, about the ejtp or whatever yeah uh i don't know what that i got is. a great personality test that i should send to you send it over yeah i think they're good um like predictions of what a person is like, i think they're baselines right yeah, Same thing baseline. with astrology i think but they're... like we're so complex that and we change so frequently as as humans that nothing can really define me just from like a horoscope just from a personality test we are forever changing dude i'm not the same individual that i was 10 years ago but you know what i was 10 years ago that i am now a fucking cancer dude so don't say that i'm one thing don't you are a cancer don't, on society on but in a good way you're like a good cancer you're the kind of cancer that (laughs) makes people laugh (laughs) you're the kind of cancer that brings joy you're infectious in the best way possible you're the bubonic plague of laughter thank you Uh, which deadly disease am i of laughter um you already took a fucking good one um you're (laughs) you're leprosy dude oh you know (laughs) it's been around for a long time okay yeah (laughs) It's got, uh, yeah, I guess if I'm the leprosy of laughter, I like the alliteration of it. I'm the leprosy of laughter. Leprosy. Alejandro, the leprosy of laughter. Laughter. Oh, we the are laughing leper. Shut down before we get any money for this show. <laughs> I'm we sorry, are if get I, shut down. If I offended anyone with leprosy. Ooh. Oh man, I recently met this chick, and I'm afraid that she's gonna not like me when she finds out how much I joke around. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Or she better love it, dude. Oh man, no, it's not going anywhere, dude. For for girls out there that can't 
handle fucking the, take a you joke. You can handle this this booty, this juicy booty. If you could take a dick, you could take a joke. <laughs> My, if you could take a dick, you could take a joke. One more time. If you, you could, could take, take a dick, dick you, you could take, take a, a joke. joke. And that message is brought to you by ICBTB Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and drop us an email, guys. Yeah, at dude. Yahoo.com. Or shoot us a DM. No Slide dick pics. Slide into our DMs. Extra dick pics Slide. for Christian. No. Uh, you can follow Christian at Christian Has Asthma. And you can follow Alejandro at call underscore me Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not following the podcast at ICBTB Podcast, what the fuck are you doing? But it's not too late. You can still follow us now. Yeah. One last thing. If you want to see young Will Smith crying like he did in that one season and one episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But like a close-up? Boom. Check out Gemini Man. Boom, boom. Gemini Man. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Foy, foy, foy. Foy, 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 foy. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. <laughs>